And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. My name is Tony Cavallo with Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, with Brian the Ballerina Balzarini, and you are listening to week five of the Left Coasters podcast. Yes, sir. We are at the quarterway mark of the NFL season for the year of our Lord, 2018, and the Rams are still undefeated. Impressive. They're still undefeated after winning on Thursday night in a game that I had predicted incorrectly completely. A high-scoring affair, a wonderful game on Thursday. We had a wonderful game throughout Sunday afternoon and Sunday early morning and an extremely wonderful game Monday night. This NFL season, fellas, has been nothing short of exciting. Great bookends. Oh, yeah. Great bookends. fantastic couple of weeks. Absolutely. And and I'm just glad for a good Thursday night game for once. I mean, watching the Browns win was fun. Don't get me wrong. You know, get their first win in two years. But... But getting to see the Kansas City-Denver game come down to the very last play and a questionable play call, if you ask me, by the Denver Broncos. And then starting off with, of course, that amazing showdown at the Coliseum where the Vikings almost engineered a comeback in that second half against our Los Angeles Rams. But, guys, I mean... Jared Goff. Oh my god. Holy crap. Oh my god. I mean, goodness. I know there's been a lot of talk about Patrick Mahomes this year because he's he's been he's been the star of the show, but Jared Goff is very quietly putting together and so far an MVP caliber campaign. It is an, a, a remarkable feat. This Rams team, we talked about how good this offense was gonna be, yet nobody really picked Goff out of the crowd. And without Goff, this offense does not tick. He is making this thing go with the help of the play calling of Sean McVay and the playmakers around him, but Jared Goff is making throws that he clearly he did not make two years ago. He just didn't have it in the arsenal, and now he's dropping dimes everywhere. Well, it goes to show you the huge difference between the coaching staff between the yeah. two years. Yeah. Massive, massive difference yeah. in the play calling. Also, let's give Wade Phillips some credit. We're, this, this defense is looking mighty fine in coming up with big plays. Wade is getting this team to kind of play above their pay grade right now on defense so kudos to him i mean they did they did allow the vikings to hang 31 on them but uh you know that's a hey look they got the win it was still you know by a score and uh we're on to next week yeah it's it was a big week and we will be breaking down the rams and Chargers section in our thursday show along with our weekly pick em, where your yours truly is still on top this season this is now the beginning of october we have now crossed over into a new month and we are now going to hit you with the october frisky rankings we're going to go through every division and tell you which team is a little bit uh, you know, they might have a little feistiness in them. They might have a little fight in them. They might be contending when it comes to January time. And we're also going to tell you who some of the pretenders are in, the, in the only the way the left coasters know how with brutal, brutal honesty. But before we move on, we do want to thank last week's guest host, Mr. Alex Alche. He did go 10-5 and five in the guest host pick'em. So we've had two guest host fellas, and both of them have gone 10-5, and five, setting a very high bar for future guest hosts. Do you have anything you want to say to Mr. Alex Alche? I'm just grateful he was. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grateful he was able to be here. Congrats on tying Ben Fink, and uh, now the the uh, the onus goes on to the next guest host to try and see if they can rack up an impressive 11 wins in the pickup. I don't know that any of us have done that so far this year in our this own year, no. in our Not own pickup. 11 no. has year, yet no. to be crested, so there's the challenge. It's set for you, uh, whoever the next guest host is. That's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a big one. As always, you can find the Left Coasters at Facebook and on Instagram at the Left Coasters Podcast. But now let's dive into the October. Friskiness rankings. I gave each of these hosts a division, and they're going to go through each division and tell you who's good, who's bad, and really talk about who is frisky and how frisky are they. So, diggity dangles. Let's start off with your AFC East and the New England Patriots division. They just, uh, I guess I can put in air quotes, upset the three and zero Miami Dolphins with a shellacking that yours truly called for the from a, from the mud pits of Virginia. I saw that coming. You called it as well in the sanctity of your own home here in the studio. 
Give me the Frisk in his rankings of the AFC East, buddy. Uh, well, I think we can rule the New England Patriots out because I think when all is said and done, they're still going to be tops in this division, yes. especially considering who they're playing against. I'm also uh, going to just rule out the Buffalo Bills as bad uh, <laughs> because I think we Not saw frisky. just how bad they are. I think, you know, we were right. Uh, I know I was right that that game against Minnesota was just a fluke. I yes. think, you know, everybody kind of understood that. And yes. the Bills came out this past week against the Packers. And so just how bad they really are. Really bad. And especially considering Aaron Rodgers is only playing on one leg and they still couldn't stop him. Uh, I'm also going to write off the Jets because I, I don't see them as frisky either. The wow. right, because of the, Not because I, I like Sam Darnold and I like the potential that their defense has. However, looking at their schedule for the rest of the season, I'm just not sold on – I think there's every single game they have left to play, there's something they're going to struggle with. There's they tough they go to the Broncos next. They're going to struggle to stop that pass rush. Then the Colts, I bet they're going to struggle in the secondary. Then the Bears, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Patriots, they've got a tough string of games with the – of the Bills, uh, they have the Texans, the Packers, and the Patriots again heading out. So anyway, I, th- I just think their schedule makes it too tough for me to consider them frisky. That it. leaves the Miami Dolphins, uh, who I think were fated to lose this game against the <laughs> New England Patriots. Yeah. I don't think there was any universe or any outcome where the Miami Dolphins go into New England after a week that the Pats got shown up on national TV by a middling, no offense, Brian, uh, Detroit Lions team <laughs> coached by recently departed Belichick disciple and weekend garbage man Pat Matt Patricia. So, uh, you know, I think the Dolphins are actually a little bit frisky here. I'm going to call them cautiously frisky. Cautiously frisky, the Miami I Dolphins. I would say even almost t- bordering on microscopically frisky. Wow, you're throwing them away that fast. Well, it's just, look, I think that if Tannehill is on, that passing offense has the ability to be high octane and in some cases unstoppable. They're only, the teams that they have beaten, they've only beat them by about a score. And if so, if Tannehill's not on and not able to get them into the end zone, there is no offense because uh-huh. they can't run the ball and they can't play defense, really. So, I think the Miami Dolphins are right on the cusp of not being frisky. I'm kind of giving them a little deference because of their record uh-huh. um, and I think they have the potential to be better than these other two teams in the AFC East so right. Miami is my only frisky team coming out of that division. I like it. Those are the AFC East October frisky rankings. I got the AFC North and I'm not going to throw out any of these teams as being good or bad because I think you have four frisky teams in the AFC North. The difference is how frisky are they? If I had to pick right now I'd say Baltimore is the best team in this division and I can't I, I, I'm going to name them certifiably frisky. They have players in every position that passing offense can actually do things Joe Flacco looks like the Joe Flacco of old he's not making those dumb mistakes take that Thursday Cincinnati game out the window Baltimore is certifiably frisky next up is Cincinnati and I think they are vacantly frisky I think uh, Cincinnati is all smoke and mirrors and have won a couple of games surprisingly and uh, shouldn't have won the games that they have won I understand they beat Atlanta in Atlanta this past week I still don't believe in them. They're going to have to do more to prove it to me. They are vacantly when, frisky. When do you feel like you're going to be on board here? Because I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm ready to give them the division yet. Not yeah. not by a long shot. Yeah. But this this is an entirely different team, really, since last year when That's when thing. Bill Lazor took over. I keep hearing this stat that since Bill Lazor took over. Uh, uh, Andy Dalton is third in the NFL in touchdown passes behind uh, Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. That's huge. Yes, that I'll, is a huge feather in the proverbial cap of Bill Lazor and that offensive coaching staff of course. in Cincinnati. I still hate the head coach. I still don't believe in Andy Dalton, and I really think that defense is ready to make mistakes. Dalton's for real this year, man. He is not messing I around. Could be wrong. Maybe they hit the brick wall. I, I, I honestly don't know, but I, I kind of. 
I don't know, man. I, I'm I am slowly buying into the hype around the Bengals. They only get better when AJ Green is completely healthy. Even though he did play this past yeah, week, he wasn't 100. Uh, he wasn't 100 yeah. percent though. And when Joe Mixon comes back, I know, I know. I'm calling him vacant. I could be wrong. Pittsburgh, haphazardly frisky. Pittsburgh should be okay. running away with this division. They really should be running away with this division. The Le'Veon Bell talk has obviously disrupted that locker room, and Le'Veon Bell is correct for sitting on the sideline and waiting for a contract, as you can see from the Earl Thomas injury, flipping off the sideline on the way out the door in Seattle. Pittsburgh has some shit they got to figure out, and until they do, the best team in this division is haphazardly frisky. And finally... The Cleveland Browns are hilariously frisky. <laughs> they are so much fun to watch because every time they scored 42 points this Sunday. I, I can't tell you the last time Cleveland successfully scored 42 points and they still lost the game in the brownsiest, brownsiest way possible. Hilariously frisky, the Cleveland Browns. Watching that team, it's like, is there is there any team where there's more of a differential between, like, what might happen on a given play? Like, there are some teams where you just, like, you're gonna, you know you're just going to hand the ball off on first down and run for four or five yards. The Browns, I feel like every play, it's either going to be an 80-yard bomb or, like, a pick six return no to idea. the house. They I just have no idea where so to go. So much fun to watch. <laughs> Must-watch television. Brad Guy, that was in my AFC North uh, frisky rankings. What do you got for the AFC South? So I've got the AFC South. This is an interesting division. You've got the Tennessee Titans at 3-1. and one. Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars at three and one. The Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts both at one and three. Yeah. So there's a bit of, there's a bit of inequality, if you will, at this uh, at this moment in, in, in time. There's a t- there's a uh, top heavy and bottom heavy. Yeah. I am choosing two teams to give the frisky tag, and it's the top two teams: the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you're not ready to say they're good. You're ready to say they're frisky. I'm just ready to say they're frisky because okay. the problem I have with the Tennessee Titans, I'm calling them boringly frisky. <laughs> The the wins that they manage are are <laughs> odd at best. When you look at their wins, you're looking at the Houston Texans at twenty and seventeen, the Jacksonville Jaguars at nine and six, yeah. which was a big win, yeah. and now the the Philadelphia Eagles, the former Super Bowl champs, at twenty six and twenty three. You three point wins across the three board. point wins all day, and yeah. you and nobody expects them to win these games. No, I no. don't. I don't recall any of us picking Tennessee. LJ did last week. Good for you, Alex. But they're boringly frisky because <laughs> I I just don't think anybody's waiting for. They're just they're just kind of the the silent quiet type in the corner just winning games nobody's 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 making big hay out of them except everybody's looking at Mr. Vrabel and thinking wow this guy's doing it there is always one of those boring teams that makes the AFC playoffs there's always one of those teams that doesn't wow you but they're playing in that Saturday afternoon game in the playoffs and Tennessee looks to be it right now it's looking like Mr. Vrabel Uh is proving people wrong and he's so far and we'll get more into this later on but he might be the best rookie head coach in the league right now he's looking good now as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars is concerned I think everybody expected them to do well this year. Yeah. I think yes. that them being three and one is of no surprise. But nonetheless, I think they're out of division frisky. Oh. They have a tendency to play very poorly against in division yes. uh, rivals. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You lose to a nine and six Tennessee Titans, but you turn around and you spank the 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 pats and then you know spank like you should have the jets yeah i i I just think that the jacksonville jaguars have a really hard time playing against teams in their in their division and it's uh it it goes back to last year where they beat the pants off the steelers but they can barely get out of the division so i i think the the out of division frisky jacksonville jaguars have a lot to prove over the next couple games uh playing some really hard hard teams like the kansas city chiefs and no love for the other two indianapolis colts houston texans i think the houston texans proved this last Last week that them not coming out and taking it to Indianapolis. Yeah, they really should have. And they let Indy come back into that game. Andrew Luck, by the way, certifiably back. 
Yes. Officially 100%. Packed. But yet and again, he's got nobody around nobody him. Around nobody around him. Nobody no, there. The, and he almost won that the game. The defense needs a lot of work. But the Houston Texans, I, I tell you what, you got to start wondering about J.J. Watt and his defense. You kind of have to. So I'm not ready to give them the frisky until they start winning some. Of course, the fumble okay. in the end zone this past week. I think they had they had a, they had. I mean, and then, you they, know, let, then, they, and allowed, then they let Andrew, Andrew Luck score 34 points. Yes, no receivers. Right. Poor running game. 34 points. No, thank you. Okay, let's move on to the AFC West. Diggity dangles. All right, AFC West. Uh, I think we can all agree that the Kansas City Chiefs at four and zero are the are cream good. of that division. They are, they are good. good. Yes. Uh, uh, I wonder. I do wonder if eventually that defense will catch up with them, but it's not enough to put them on the frisky scale. No, no, very true. Uh, and and then I think we can pretty much write off the Oakland Raiders here. I don't like what I'm seeing out of that squad. Uh, I agree at all. I this agree. Year. I think, I think bad. John Gruden uh, is is uh, his seat is starting to percolate a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I think he's, he's obviously going to be there for a while. But I mean, he's he again. I've said this on this podcast before. He was not. He, th- this was not what he came here to do. This isn't what they paid him to do. He is supposed to be winning right now. And so I, I, I'm not willing to put them on the frisky scale either. So that leaves me, uh, 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 the Raiders, by the way, at one and three at the bottom of their division. That leaves me with the two, two and two teams in the AFC West, ah. the Denver Broncos uh-huh. and the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's uh-huh. start with the Denver Broncos. They uh, were not able to pull it out the last minute on Monday night against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Twenty seven to twenty three was that final. I'm going to call them moderately frisky. I'm mm. yeah, I know you're high on the Denver Broncos. OK, I get uh-huh. it. What I'm worried about is Case Keenum's ability to be consistent when the chips are down. Am I going to get when in the fourth quarter is on and the time is ticking down, am I going to get Minneapolis Miracle Case or am I going to get the Case Keenum that overthrew Demarius Thomas on a wide open fly route that would have won the game for them Correct. against Kansas City Correct. and then almost overthrew Emmanuel Sanders on the play before? That kind of consistency is is a little a uh, little worrisome to me. But I know their defense. We Patrick Mahomes got a whiff of what that pass rush is capable of doing uh, with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. So I, I I think that puts them kind of like squarely in the center mm-hmm. of the sort of friskiness. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much room for upside for them, but their floor, if they can't put it together on the offense, is really really low. Got it. Okay. Uh, and uh, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, appropriately, I think they are electrically frisky. How the f- okay? I what get the mean? pun. I get the pun. Keep going with your. Well, What's wrong? Okay, how say you, say I, I don't piece. understand how you don't love the Chargers. They have so many ways to hurt you. Yeah, okay, So sure. many ways yes. to hurt you. Uh, Kansas City, uh, Denver almost beat the best team in the AFC, Kansas City. Los Angeles Chargers almost lost to the worst team without their best quarterback in San Fran, and you're calling Los Angeles more frisky than Denver. It's about the marathon, not the sprint, okay. man. Again, it comes back to it comes back to consistency. I know Phillip Rivers is going to produce every week. He has too many weapons not to. Yep. When, they are, when you have Melvin Gordon on your team and they're still putting Austin Eckler some no-name backup on the field for 10 snaps. I mean, that just speaks to the depth that they have at every single position. We've yep. talked plenty about wide receiver, and, uh, you know, obviously they're missing a little bit at the tight end, but Antonio Gates caught a touchdown this past week, so he's he's doing a little something-something. I really think the Chargers have a ton of untapped potential. If they were smart, they would be doing exactly what Kansas City doing, which is running a college-style playbook. Get creative over there, Coach Lynn and, and, and O.C. Wisenhunt. Come on. I don't know if they are creative, but that's your AFC October friskiness rankings. We will come back to these in November to see where uh, if our minds have changed. But let's move now to the NFC. And I'm going to start with the NFC West since we are a Los Angeles podcast. Let's start with the Los Angeles Rams division because Los Angeles Rams are certifiably good. They cannot be beaten. They are also an undefeated team in the NFC. The only undefeated left in the NFC. Rams are good. Ram it. San Fran with Bathard. They gave the fight of their life to the Chargers. I think overall in the season they're going to be bad. I'm not ready to say the 49ers are frisky in any way. I like Bathard. I think he has guts. I just don't think San Fran has playmakers around him. That leaves me with two more teams. One team 
has uh, what might be Brian's new favorite quarterback in Josh Rosen. This kid was throwing <laughs> dimes on Sunday, and yes, they lost the game to Seattle, but Arizona, because of Rosen, is minutely frisky. You cannot cross them off because you have to make sure you can beat Rosen on any given Sunday. I think you can. I don't think they're going to win many games, but they're going to be in some games and make it tougher than they should be. Seattle, on the other hand, is shittily frisky. <laughs> if it wasn't for Russell Wilson, this team would be dead you in the water. You wouldn't be talking about them at all. Oh, they, they are a terrible team. There's there's chaos in the locker room. I guarantee you again, I'm going to say it again, Pete Carroll will not be the head coach this time next year of the Seattle Seahawks. They are shittily frisky and on the way out of a, of a dynasty that sh- could have been, would have, could have, should have. Good night, Seattle. Let's move on from the NFC North to Brian the Ballerina Balzarini. Who do you have? I am doing the NFC East. Yeah. The NFC East, uh, the Washington Redskins, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New York Giants. I, I, I think we all just assumed the the Philadelphia Eagles were going to be be at the top of this division, but they're not. No, they're not. Uh, with the Washington Redskins at 2-1, and one, I am going to give them old man frisky. Washington gets an old man gets frisky? Gets an old man wow. frisky. Is that good or bad? <laughs> Pray tell. I, think I, that's, I, I feel like I have the beholder, bad. my friend. Alex Smith. At age 34, and Adrian Peterson at age 33, yeah. leading this team to some kind of pay dirt. Okay. They, 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 you cannot go into Washington and expect a W like we all kind of just assumed they were going to be a bottom feeder this yeah. year, uh, kind of being piecemeal together by Mr. Gruden. But they've somehow managed to, to kind of put some good alchemy together in that locker room, and we're kind of seeing the resurgence of two guys that everybody just kind of wrote off uh, in their in their latter part of the year. So old man Frisky, old Washington man frisky, Redskins. Washington. Okay. We'll see what they can do okay. later on. My next one goes to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to call them Ezekiel Frisky (laughs) because that's all they got. (laughs) That's all they got. If you don't have Ezekiel Elliott, you don't beat the Detroit Lions. Correct. It's and that's that's saying something. Yeah. So I I don't give them much more than that. Okay. But but with the with the Philadelphia Eagles, I I give them a, a, a smidge of Frisky because I think they've been very underperforming this year. If you look at their losses and even their wins. They're not beating anybody no, not. convincingly. They don't have that uh, that chip on their shoulder mentality that they did after you win a Super Bowl. It all goes away. I'm telling you. And I, I I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them something along the lines of slow Frisky because it's a slow start for them. Okay. It's like a slow Frisky. It's gonna take them. I think they're gonna be a team that they're gonna be a lot to handle in the latter part of the year once Carson. Uh, Wentz gets his, his yeah. engine going a but little right bit. Right now they're slow. But right now they're slow, and I I just don't I I'm not counting on them to to really get things going till probably the latter part of the year. So we'll see what happens. Now, last them. but not least, are the Giants any type of frisky, or are the Giants just bad? Nothing. Nothing. Just bad. Damn. Just bad. They don't have a chance. Yeah, the Giants are bad. The Giants are definitely bad. Uh, diggity dangles, the Chinese chicken. Let me get the NFC South. The NFC South. Uh, so a fun division. A fun division indeed. There's so much parity here. Uh, let's write off the New Orleans Saints right away. They're a good team. Okay. They are. Okay. They just, they just are. Uh, 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 they are going to be in the playoffs this year. I think they're going to win that division pretty handily. That defense obviously has raised some question marks. A considering lot of considering marks. they've <laughs> given up pretty much all gains that they yeah. made in 2017. But I think with them, it's just a, it's a tortoise and hare sort of thing. You have to outrun them in every single game. They're going to hang points on you. Michael Thomas is catching every single ball that's thrown to him pretty mm-hmm. much. And Alvin Kamara is almost as, is as unstoppable as you can get besides Todd Gurley in the NFL right now. Yeah. Uh, this team is rolling and they're going to continue to roll. Uh, and I'm also, uh, so that leaves us with the the, the Panthers, 
the Buccaneers and the Falcons. I'm writing the the Buccaneers out of this completely. They are just a bad. They're a bad team. Wow. I, whatever two and two start, whatever fits magic. Say what you want. I don't think this team gets any better with Jameis Winston at the helm. Yep. I've already made it very clear how I feel about Jameis Winston yes, as have. the quarterback and of the so Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The they can't run the ball. Their defense is not good at all. I wow. am definitely putting them in the dirt. Okay. So uh, that leaves the Carolina Panthers, who I'm going to call enjoyably frisky i love okay. this i love this team cam is playing with fire he's, he's having fun i'm seeing him have fun the way he had fun in his mvp season in 2015 didn't see that last year didn't see that the year before that's a big deal their defense is is formidable uh and they have i think one of the most fun to watch young players in the nfl and christian mccaffrey who is top 10 right now uh he's in, very, in very the nfl fun. in rushing and he's so much more than a running back you can use him in so many different ways uh so i really love what the panthers i I think are going to be capable of they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot with the other team that i have uh i'm i'm giving a frisky but only tentatively they are tentatively frisky and that's the atlanta falcons tentative yeah i know and and it's because i know they have that capability you're yep. seeing it and julio jones is on pace i think right now for over 2,000 receiving yards this season and he's not even the story of that team it's no. calvin ridley who's been getting all the headlines in their receiving core uh obviously some issues at the running back position and their defense is just decimated with injuries so so that's kind of what gives puts me on the tentative uh, uh, scale with them. But Steve Sarkeesian seems to have figured out whatever the issue was with not being able to score. They're getting into the red zone or into the end zone when they're yeah. in the red zone now. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, you know, they nearly pulled it out against Cincinnati this past week. So. I think they kind of gave it away uh, in Cincinnati. That defense is the biggest question mark of that team for sure. But I think Atlanta is more than tentative because that offense can beat you any day of the week. He, they can. And Matt Ryan is on pace for another uh, another crazy season, at least at the, at the rate he's going right now we'll see if it, it, it keeps up though it would help for them to get Devonte freeman back and for him to be productive yeah no i got you i i would love to see Devonte freeman back as a, a fantasy owner of his uh so let's end with the nfc north here i'm gonna throw out your detroit lions buddy i think detroit lions are very wah, very bad wah, wah, wah. Uh, and, and you know what detroit lions with their wide receivers and matthew stafford are the definition of frisky they should be a frisky team that team should be fun to watch and in be in games but they're so messed up uh, uh mentally i think the, the 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 game plans other than the new england game which was a gimme game depending on patricia i think detroit's in real trouble and they're the worst team in this division so i'm going to throw them out uh the other three teams in this division let's start with minnesota which i call disappointingly frisky minnesota yes. should be running away with this division everyone picked minnesota to be the nfc champion they're going to be in the soup bowl minnesota can't be beat except for yours truly if you listen to me i would have said this team's going to take some time to gel I wouldn't have predicted this, though. 1-2-1 one, and one right now, and they looked like crap the past two weeks. I do think if Minnesota played the Rams on Sunday versus Thursday, they would have washed the stink of that Buffalo loss off a little bit more and would have been more prepared to play these Rams. But still, the record speaks for itself. Minnesota disappointingly frisky. Green Bay, my team, solely frisky. Solely frisky. If you take Aaron Rodgers off of this team, this team is might be 0-16. They should have killed the Buffalo Bills killed the Buffalo Bills and Aaron Rodgers was on the podium during the press conference saying they left points and yards on the board actually calling out as far as he can call out Mike McCarthy and his play calling for how bad the plays were they fell asleep against these Bills the thing that makes me the maddest as a Green Bay Packers fan is they don't have that stomp on a mentality we saw New England never put the foot off the gas pedal against these Miami Dolphins Green Bay fell asleep in the second half they still shut them out and won 22 to nothing they should have won by 40 Green Bay solely Frisky. They're nothing more than frisky. Finally, the team that is leading this division, the team that is the most surprising team in the NFL, in my opinion, this year, the Chicago Bears 
are frighteningly, frighteningly frisky. You don't know how long I worked in the car right over here saying <laughs> frighteningly frisky. If Mitch Trubisky can do what he does did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, granted, Tampa Bay's secondary might stink. He's never going to throw for five, six touchdowns again, but the dimes he was throwing, the throws he was making were NFL high-quality throws. If Mitch Trubisky can do half of that any given Sunday behind that defense, Chicago is a frightening team. Frightening. That defense is scary. Yeah, shockingly frisky was the word I thought you were going to go with because not only shock, not only frightening, but it's shocking how good he was this week. Yeah, amazing. And it made me watching the game made me think as a Lions fan, like, oh, 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 oh no, like we've got how a bad. How are you supposed we, to beat that? We've team? got a terrible secondary. Those aren't two wins. How are you supposed to beat that team? Yeah, no. that defense will not give you an inch. They can run the ball. They have playmakers for Trubisky to throw to. The only thing missing was Mitch. And if Mitch can show up, they are a frighteningly frisky team. Yeah, the they're Chicago gonna, they're going to be a tough one to beat. Okay, and that is your October frisky rankings for the Left Coasters podcast. After the break, we're going to give you our gravestones. And uh, I may have given mine away, Brian. Just want to let you know that right now. Let's ram it. Left Coasters. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the everyone's favorite weekly game, the Gravestone section. This is where every host each week picks a team that to put into the ground and to state that they will not make the playoffs in the 2018 season. The key is, if one host picks a team, the host following cannot pick that team. So you have to make sure you know who you put into the ground so they don't come back to bite you when it's all said and done. Uh, this week I'll be going first once again because I won pick 'em once again, and this week once again we're going to stay in the conference of the National Football Conference, the NFC, because I still think there's plenty of ripe teams to put into the ground in this NFC. So without further ado, let me step up to the altar and make my first gravestone. <laughs> Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to put some teams into the cold, hard ground. We are in the NFC, and in the past weeks, I have killed the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. To add to that mass pit, I will be killing the Detroit Lions. I think Detroit stinks. I think Detroit is the worst team in their division. I think there's no chance those ugly uniformed Lions will fight their way out of the NFC North and sneak into January football. So I'm sorry, ballerina, but Detroit's in the ground. Diggity Dangles, you're up next. In the past weeks, you've killed three NFC teams. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Detroit Lions, and the New York Football Giants. Who will you take this week? This week, I will be killing the San Francisco 49ers. Without Jimmy G, without Jarek McKinnon, and with uh, a wide receiving core that is pretty injury prone and somewhat old, uh, they don't have a whole lot to fall back on. So I think, unfortunately, this season, which had so much promise and I was so excited for to watch the 49ers at the beginning of this season, unfortunately, is going to come to an ACL tearing end. Yes. Ouch. Oh, that hurts. Could be a Tyler Eifert neck, knee breaking, ankle dislocating end. So I suppose, you know, silver damn. lining. Damn. Damn. Brutal. Just keep on going with the imagery. 
And now we go to Brian. Brian, in the past weeks, you've killed the frighteningly frisky Chicago Bears and the Arizona Cardinals. Who will you kill this week? This week, I will be killing Alex Elche's New York Giants. Correct pick. At 1-3 and three at the bottom of the NFC East, I just don't see it coming together for the Eli Manning-led New York Giants. There's already talk of getting a new quarterback next year. No shit. And that should be all you need to know about where the New York Giants are going. Au revoir. Farewell. Avita Singh. And that wraps up Week 5 Gravestones. Left Coasters. And again, welcome everybody back to the Left Coasters podcast. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini. We are out on a Tuesday, a quick little Tuesday hit and We'll be back on Thursday with the Rams and Chargers section, the Battle for LA. We will also be back with our Week 5 Pick'ems, where I continue to try and defend my crown, lengthening my lead on these other two dimwits. So with that, I say goodbye. And I think uh, you guys were right on the money last week, where you guys ended the Tuesday show, not with a Ramit, but with a bolt up. But I want to make one little tweak. I want to make one little tweak. Instead of saying bolt up, I want to give a hearty Chargers charge. So would you say it with me now to end the Tuesday show with a 3-2-1. Chargers, Chargers charge. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.